Broadcasting live from a hollowed out tree stump in the middle of no man's land. You reach Married with Comedy with Jeff Onyx and Joe Chandler. Strap in, boys and girls, and keep your arms and legs in the vehicle at all times. Because it's gonna get bumpy. What is up? Yeah, we're not going to have anybody on the phone for a while. I'm Jeff Onyx. This is Mrs. Onyx. You're watching Married with Comedy. i got to scoot over a little, a little closer to you. We've got a special guest today. Oh. Gizmo. But yeah, and your microphone's going to be like in the way there, but that's all right. So, um, yeah. Can we scoot over more? Yeah. <laughs> Only if you want to. The microphone will be in I turned off my... Um, you know, this thing. Oh, you know what I gotta do? I gotta turn off the thing. Look, what if I go back like this? Yeah. I had to turn off the opener. So, so uh, on today's show, we're gonna have a lot of stuff going on. We've got um, Pantera, Martin Cooney, um, self-targeting bullets. We got tube testers. We got. Uh, is it Timmy? Tommy. We got Tommy. He's going to be on the show. Sometime later on, we're probably going to have Joe and Jay. The only reason it looks kind of like weird and blurry is because it's a preview. Okay. It's not what everybody sees. So it's not it's not blurred out. Okay. Yeah. And nobody can we, – we, we can hear the heater, but nobody else can. So – they were also yeah. going to review the movie Oculus. Oh, and, yeah. Um, we're going to talk to Joe about um, the bitch slap heard across the world with the Will Smith and the Chris Rock drama. <laughs> is, is Joe want to talk about that? It was in the show notes. Was I it? No, I don't watch it. I don't read no show notes. <laughs> okay. All right, then. We're going to do that. Uh, uh, first, uh, if you uh, are watching this and it's not like a pre record, I mean, if you're watching this later on, if you're not watching this live, later on in the description, we'll have a, um, links to the different um, segments on the show. YouTube calls them chapters. We call them segments. And then that way, if you want to jump to a specific segment within the show, you can. Uh, also, before we could do anything else, if you want to send us fan mail, get sent fan mail, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri. 64465. If you're an angry feminist, you can send us hate mail, M A L E, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. So the first thing on the docket today, we got trivia snap. Okay. <laughs> trivia snap. Okay. In 2004, what was discovered on the island of Flores in India, Indonesia? So in 2004, what was discovered on the island of Flores in Indonesia? So, well, at the end of the show, we'll let you know. But if you know, you can tickety-tack, clickety-clack, leave it in the comments. Let us know what's up. See if you know. So, by the way, with you being that distance away from the microphone, mm -hmm. it's probably not going to pick you up very much. Okay. But if you scoot closer to the microphone, you'll knock into it. Interesting. So... I mean, I could try to move the microphone closer to you if you it's want. Okay. Yeah, that's good enough. If I have anything important to say, I'll yell it. Yeah. Yeah. This is my lovely lady. Your shirt matches your special guest. 
Yeah, but did, did you do that on purpose? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Okay. I wanted to. I wanted Gizmo to be represented, but this is before Gizmo had his dental surgery. Oh, yeah, he's got like eight teeth left. <laughs> so that was trivia. Now, this week's this week in comedy history. Um, do do you want to read this week's in comedy history, or do you want me to read it? I, I'll go ahead and do it. So this week in comedy history is Jeff Onyx. Huh. I think I've met that asshole a couple times. Uh, born March 31st, 1971 in Santa Ana, California. Um, his father was a migrant farm worker and his mother was a white witch, but also did children's books. So that's kind of like a weird mix. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he traveled all over the place, but he spent most of his time in California and Texas. And I think that's why he calls everybody bro all the time. Sup, bro? Holmes. Um, he's a comedian, a writer, a singer, a magician, a radio host. He's a jackass of all trades. A podcaster and a loving husband. Yeah, a po- yeah. He and he has uh, four human children and three Chihuahua children. And one cat, ch- cat yeah. children. Yeah, he which he drugged by the way last night with catnip. Catnip, yeah. And you might not know, but he's one of the only, I think the only comedian to be banned from a Stanford and Sons comedy club. Yeah. Maybe you should tell that story. I was banned. No, I'm not going to tell the whole Why? story. <laughs> Why? I was banned from a comedy <laughs> club for doing a an aborted fetus on a coat hanger for ventriloquism act. And the aborted fetus was a uh, compulsive liar. And I had found a thread on the internet on this forum where women were telling why they had gotten an abortion. And some of the reasons were just um, not, not, not something you would, you would think. So uh, the ventri- oh, I, I, I had the aborted fetus on the coat hanger uh, explain why it was aborted by reading off of various reasons. And then it would go, just kidding. And I'd say, no, come on, tell me really why you were aborted. And then it would tell me. And some lady got mad and wrote a letter. Um, I think we have it on video. You should play that on the show sometime. It'd be interesting. So that was this week in comedy history. It was a great yeah. reaction to the, to the audience, though. Like, they had yeah. a good reaction. Yeah, uh, a good reaction. Most people were laughing except for that one lady. It's like two people that are offended that ruin everything. Yeah. So we're going to switch to um, the... Um, interwebs there's the interwebs uh music and this is what music appreciation right Mm -hmm. so we're going to do um music appreciation where's the little button for that i don't think i made a button for music appreciation did i i have no idea yeah there you go music appreciation today's music appreciation is pantera so you're familiar with pantera right yeah, I so, guess I'd say so. So I grew up in Texas, and I actually knew of Pantera, but I didn't listen to Pantera because um, I grew up as a migrant worker's kid, and most of the music that I heard in the area there was music from Mexico, bands from Mexico. And they all, all had names, like Spanish names. So when I heard Pan- the name Pantera... I was like, oh, and I said Panera instead of Pantera in the notes. You want Pantera bread? Pantera bread. So when I saw the, the the word, the name Pantera, I was like, wow, I'm not into that kind of music right now. That was going to be like taco truck music? Yeah. You were wondering when the guy dressed up like a bee was going to run out? Yeah. And he would say bee to me. What's up, bee? <laughs> so Pantera. 
Pantera was an American heavy metal band from Arlington, Texas. They formed in 1981. Uh, their best known lineup consisted of the Abbott Brothers. So you had uh, the drummer Vinnie Paul Abbott and the guitarist Dimebag Daryl Abbott, along with uh, vocalist Phil Anselmo and bassist Rex Brown. So they're, they're basically uh, part of the groove metal movement. I get other bands like uh, Testament, Sepultura, Machine Head were around that time, you know, where they were doing similar music, you know. So, you know. But I don't know if you knew this, but the band originally was named Gemini. I did know that. And then yeah. after you did. I did. And then after that, the band, the band was named Eternity. And then they settled on Pantera. And at the time, it was Vinnie Paul. Abbott on drums, Daryl Abbott on lead guitar, Terry Glaze rhythm guitar, and then um, you know they they had unofficial people like Donnie Hart and Tommy D. Yeah, their first album was hair metal. Hair metal. And it was actually pretty good though, but it's not your typical Pantera sound, but it's still good. So in Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana, they became popular for hair metal, and they would. Uh, they say they say begin supporting fellow. It, it means opening for, opening for other bands in the heavy metal, heavy metal and glam rock and glam metal. So they opened for Striper, Dawkin, Quiet Riot, you know, uh, and then they released their first album, which um, everyone says is an unofficial album, even the band. In 1983, they came out with Metal Magic. A good album. And it was uh, produced by uh, their their dad, the Abbott Brothers' dad. 1984, uh, Projects in the Jungle came out. It was also a hair metal band, also considered not to be one of their um, official albums. In 1985, they released their third studio album, I Am the Night. Okay. You should have um, found a picture to post of them. They literally were wearing like the tights and the big hair and everything back then. Well, there's like ridiculous. No, there's like some ridiculous pictures available on the internet. But there's like Phil Anselmo looking like a tranny. It's the mo it's the most awesome thing in the whole world. No, there are, there are some good photos out there when they were in their hair metal phase. Project well, if anybody's the interested, they can Google. So it. that's Metal Magic. Projects in the Jungle. I am the Night. I mean, it's just funny to see them looking like Motley Crue, though. All right. So, um, let's see. Then, uh, if around eighty six, eighty seven, a bunch of really hardcore. Um, thrash metal albums were released by uh, bands like Metallica with Master of Puppets, Slayer with Rain and Blood, Anthrax with Among the Living, Megadeth with Peace Sells But Who's Buying. And then um, uh, later on, when Phil Anselmo, uh, Anselmo joins the band, he had a lot of this stuff, uh, including Ex Order and Rigor Mortis, on his mixtapes that he would play. So uh, in 86... Um, Phil heard that they were looking for a new singer, so he went and tried to join, and in 1988, he became the official vocalist on their fourth studio album, Power Metal, which was similar to, 
their other releases in that it was sort of a hair metal thing, but it was edgier because Phil has a different vocal vocal quality than all the other dudes that sang. Glam rock, but with um, Pantera. Yeah, because he because he liked he liked um, a good voice at the time. He liked uh, Rob Halford, so he brought a lot of that Rob Halford stuff in there. He's got a recognizable voice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So after Power Metal was released, Megadeth was looking for a guitarist. They tried to get a hold of Dimebag Daryl, but at the time his name was Diamond Daryl. And he was like, look, I'll join your band, but only if my brother can play the drums. And Dave Mustaine was like, no, because we already have a drummer. So they were told no. And then... After being turned down, quote, 28 times by every major band on the, or every every major label on the face of the earth, Atco Records represented them and uh, released some of their stuff, and they started producing for them. Um, let's see. The guy that they picked to produce their album worked with Soundgarden, Metal Church, Overkill, and um, they liked the sound that Overkill had, uh, and the producer was like, here, try this guitar tone. And that's where Vinnie Paul got his, I mean, Dimebag Daryl got his uh, guitar tone. So is this basically for somebody who doesn't know anything about Pantera? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But how could you not, though? It's like one of the best bands ever. Their first breakthrough album was Cowboys from Hell, uh, which released July 24th, 1990. And, um, it became their official debut album with their new sound. And then everything before that, um, except for Power Metal. Power Metal, I think, is the only one on their website. The rest of them aren't, right? Mm, I'm not sure. I've been on there in a while. So, you know. It was their first, that was Cowboys from Hell was their first album of really Pantera. Right. Their yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, so um, they started to tour. And they got to tour with Exodus and Suicidal Tendencies. And in 1994, Rob Halford, who Phil Anselmo, uh, Anselmo, uh, Anselmo was like, like he loved Rob Halford and loved trying to emulate that sound sometimes that Rob Halford had. And he got to be on stage with Rob Halford in 1991. So, and then, um, they got to open for Sepultura, Fate's Warning, Prong, Mind Over 4, uh, Morbid Angel, Slayer, Slayer, ACDC, Metallica, and a bunch of other bands and stuff. And then later on, though, um, their groove style was solidified with Vulgar Display of Power, which was released February 25th, 1992. That's their best album. And everybody, yeah, everybody loves that one. And then they started to tour again, and that's when uh, Daryl changed his name from Diamond Daryl to Dimebag Daryl, and Red, Red, Rex Brown took on Rex Rocker. No, he dropped Rex Rocker and just yeah. went by Rex Brown after that. Uh, and then they released their seventh studio album, Far Beyond Driven, on March 22, 1994, and it became so good that they won the best metal performance in 1995 at the Grammys or no. Yeah. They, they, they earned a Grammy for that one. No, a nomination. 
So they, they only they got nominated, but a nomination for a Grammy is a big deal anyway right there. So I got to see them once in concert, so that must have been with, when Far Beyond Driven came out. With Phil? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dad took me and Irene there. That was very cool. Um, they opened, they were the headliner, and um, Static X and System of a Down opened for them. That's awesome. Very cool. So they began touring, and they started touring like South America and you know, all over the United States and everything uh, in 94, 94, 95, right? And Prong, who they opened for before, was now opening for them. Okay. What, it's just like Five Finger Death Punch opening for Anthrax and then Anthrax opening for Five Finger Death Punch? Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. So Phil Anselmo... Uh, basically his, his whole demeanor changed because he had a back problem, but they didn't know it at the time. He started taking heroin and painkillers to try to, you know, numb that pain that he had in his back, which made him a completely different person on stage. Uh, and then he was on stage at a concert and he said, rap music advocates the killing of white people. And after that, everybody, everybody said that he was, uh, a racist. Uh, he also uh, did a Hell Hitler thing, too, to the audience. Yeah, so... Yeah, they were yeah. like, everybody was triggered. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so then... Um, and then they also went after them because of their Confederate flag. Well, they used that heavily later. <laughs> later on, we'll get into that. <laughs> this is very uh, long-winded history of Pantera. There's something here. <laughs> else you're going you're gonna to be like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> so, The Great Southern Treadkill was released May 7, 1996. Um, and... Uh, Dimebag's guitar solo was ranked number 15 on Guitar World Magazine's list of the 100 greatest guitar solos. And then uh, they started touring with White Zombie and uh, I Hate God. Yeah, it's a band. And then uh, Anselmo overdosed in, uh, on July 13, 1996. And then he tried to apologize, but everybody was like, nope, we're not going to let you apologize. And Dimebag got a deal with Fender to, like, advertise their stuff. So he was, like, the face of a Fender for a long time. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Pantera released their first live album, July 29th, 1997. And then in 1997, they played main stage at OzFest, along with Ozzy, Black Sabbath, Marilyn Manson, Typo Negative, Fear Factory, Machine Head, Paramount 5000. I wish um, I would have got to go to that one. I wish I could have seen Typo Negative. And in the UK, they played with uh, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Foo Fighters, Slayer, Soul, Soulfly, Fear Factory, and Therapy. Uh, they also went on tour with Clutch and Neurosis. Uh, the band wrote the song for the, uh, the Dallas Stars National Hockey League team um, for their 1999 Stanley Cup championship. It was called Puck Off. And they still use that song to this day. Um, so in 2001, they started touring again, and they did all that stuff. And then uh, they disbanded the band soon after in 2003. But on January 28, 2000, or 2020, Pantera surpassed 1 billion streams across all major streaming music services, such as Amazon, Apple Music, Deezer, 
uh, Google and Spotify. Um, you're kind of missing a huge part of the story there that you didn't have in your little biography there. What? Um, they were on stage live at a concert, and somebody shot Dimebag Daryl and fucking yeah. killed him on stage in front of everyone. Yeah, but I didn't want to like. That's like. <laughs> I mean, and that that was the end of Pantera. He literally got murdered on stage in the middle of the show. Yeah, I didn't want to really say much about that. What do you mean? You want to tell somebody about who Pantera is and not tell them, by the way, the guy literally got murdered? Okay, so he I mean, got murdered. Kind of a big on, deal. He got murdered on stage. I remember the day it happened. I was at work and somebody told me that it happened. It's like, what? It's horrible. Here, let me let me search for something. So there never can be a Pantera ever again because without Dimebag, there is no Pantera. Yeah. Remember when we went to there their grave when we went when we went to Texas? <clears throat> we saw their grave. So around 1999. Anselmo was doing his own side projects before before they wrote the song for the Dallas uh, the Dallas uh, Stars, right? Um, and then um, the dudes from Pantera, the brothers, the Abbott brothers, they started a side project with David Allen Coe called Rebel Meets Rebel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's where like the 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 Rebel flag thing people were like freaking out about. Yeah. So that was uh, music appreciation. And then years later, oh. um, his brother, the drummer, Vinnie Paul, he died. So now they're both buried in Texas next to each other. Their family plot. Huh. We went there, remember? Yeah, we went to their we went to their <laughs> graves and oh. took pictures on the graves. And there were some people there were crying and stuff and laying on the graves and stuff. That thousands of people still come from all over to see it. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, you know who we forgot? Jimmy. We forgot Jimmy. I forgot to call Jim's. Not, I didn't know it was Jimmy's time yet. At 9.15, we normally do Jimmy, and then at 10.15, we do hmm. Joe. Well, you just got really, really long-winded. I got and long. leaving out key elements there. So if you want to be able to hear him, you're going to have to put those on. I need my water. Thirsty. <laughs> You have reached Jay. I'm not on the phone because I'm doing other things, probably working because I'm a hard worker. Working the street corner. Working the street. See how the camera moved? Okay. It's supposed to be way over here. Hmm. It's supposed to be pointing more this way. This is Jay. Nope. My... Hey, homeboy. It's like. Isn't he at work in real life? I think he's at work in real life, but I gave him extra time. So I thought, well, maybe if I give him extra time, he'll be cool about it, you know? Because the next part, the next part of the show is like him. Well, while you're waiting for him, you can let everybody know that um, even though Pantera no longer exists, Phil, Ansel Phil Anselmo is still doing lots of work on his own, including Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, which is his own band. And he's still touring and doing music. And if, if anybody's interested, they should look into a solo art. It's really mm -hmm. good. Phil's doing his stuff. Nobody's chatting with us? If you're in the chat, say hi. You scared everybody away immediately. I did. I scared everybody away. They saw the, the Bite Me shirt. Well, and they're like, I'm mm -hmm. on here. They saw me and they're like, ugh. I don't blame them. They're like, oh, no, bro. Nope. Nope. Say nope to the dope. Well, while we're waiting, uh, 
If you want to send us fan mail, you can send us fan mail. Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. And if you're an angry feminist, you can send us hate mail. Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. And um, let's remind everybody about the uh, trivia question. The trivia question was, in 2004... What was discovered on the island of Flores in Indonesia? In 2004, what was discovered on the island of Flores? Flores? Flowers? Flores? Gold, a shipwreck? In Indonesia. You're guessing? I have no idea. We'll give you the answer at the end of the thing. Amelia Earhart? Amelia Earhart. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try try to call Mr. Jim again, and then if I don't get a hold of him, I'm just gonna move on. And if he gets in the middle of the show, that's cool, but I'm not gonna wait for him anymore. I'm not waiting for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like Greenbeard. Yeah. Hey Greenbeard, why do they call you Greenbeard? I don't know. Gross. Hey, look at that. I can't read that from here. See. I'm blind. Jay? Shannon got it right in the clickety-clack. What'd you say? Well, I'm not going to tell you because it's at the end. It's at the end of the show. Oh. She, she got it right, though. Shannon oh, Woods got okay. it. okay. But we're going we're gonna to tell it at the end of the show. I can't read that from here. Good. If I squint. Good. You shouldn't. All right, so we're just going to... I shouldn't be able to see. If he jumps on, if he jumps on, that's great. If not, then whatever. So we're going to jump on to the Science Denier of the Week. This week's Science Denier of the Week is Martin Cooney. Martin Cooney. Martin Cooney. Martin Cooney, for those of you who don't know, right? You don't know, you know Martin Cooney? I've never heard of him before. Martin Cooney was born Martin Arthur Cooney. Actually, he was born Michael Cohen. Changed the name to Martin Arthur Cooney. Um, he, he was born March 1st, uh, March 1st, 1869, and he died. No, no. He he was born somewhere in 1869. And died March 1st, and died March 1st Yeah, died March 1st, 1950. He was an American obst obstetrician of German-Jewish descent an advocate and pioneer of the early neonatal technology. Coney uh, is also known as the incubator doctor. He was best known in medical circles and public views for his amusement park sideshow, the Infantatorium, Infantorium, in which visitors paid 25 cents to view premature babies being displayed in incubators. So the reason that this guy is uh, ahead of his time and the reason that he is a, um, what do you call it, a science denier is because uh, eugenics was a big deal at the time. So you, the eugenics movie was going on, or eugenics movement was going on at that time. And they had uh, this this view of treating babies as if they were nothing. So they, uh, they were like, you know what? 
these babies will pass on their deficiencies to their children if they're allowed to live. So they should just don't do anything for the babies. Just let them die. And at the time, 40% of all births were premature births. Well, they didn't have proper medical care then because they didn't know what, what they were doing. <laughs> In uh, the 1990s, they had a film that tagged kill defectives. Uh, it, it said, the, the movie said, kill defectives, save the nation. And in that movie, they talked about killing anyone that was um, infirmed in any way and could not, you know, could not, uh, what do you call it, could not be a, a productive member of society. Okay. So, um, Coney shows varied uh, in name from fairground to fairground, including the infantorium and the baby incubators. Uh, Coney's slogan was, all the world loves a baby, and he encouraged nurses to take the babies out and cuddle them in front of the audiences. The babies were placed in incubators with glass doors to allow visitors to look at the babies. Uh, and inside the, the incubators was clean, filtered air. At the Coney Island Infantorium, Cooney, uh, worked in tandem with established doctor uh, Julius Hess, and he employed a team of nurses who lived on site with the babies, taking care of the premature infants at all hours, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Cooney is usually remembered for his Coney Island facility. He's all, he also established a similar exhibit in Atlantic City, which ran for 38 years from 1905 to 1943, uh, Cooney's facilities were known for their professionalism and cleanliness. Cooney was influenced by one of his employed, employed nurses. Oh, wait. Yeah, influenced by one of his employed nurses, and later she became his wife, Annabelle May, who insisted upon the importance of strict hygiene and systematic procedures. In 1903, the average cost of care for the inventorium facility was $15 a day. The one infant cost $15 a day to take care of. Today's cost, that's $405 per day. But the care cost of the premature babies was expensive, but um, he didn't charge any of the parents or the patients for their care because they made up for all of that money because they were getting 25 cents a person for them to come in and look at the babies. So uh, the entry fees uh, not only took care of the care of the babies, but allowed him to pay the nurses a good wage and to have nice facilities and to have the best of everything and to be able to travel and do exhibits all over the place. So, and here are some pictures. Uh, let's show some pictures of, of the different stuff. Let's see. Here's a, here's a chick with, uh, with the baby in one of the incubator. Or no, she's giving him a bath. She's giving the baby a bath. And what's this picture of? This is the actual inventory, in, infantorium. These are babies in incubators. And these are some of the nurses. And I think that's the dude right there. And there's a couple of the nurses. It's still creepy. So people would pay to walk through there and look at the babies. And look at these poor babies and then just go home. Yeah. That's sad. And that's what the baby incubator looked like when it first came out. So, uh... 
But something you you didn't know about that infantorium or whatever, um, Cooney, his uh, his own daughter was born prematurely, and they used the infantorium for for his own daughter. Yeah. So had he not had that facility available, then uh, it wouldn't have been there. But so but all the other doctors, almost all the other doctors at the time, they were like, "Why are you putting babies in?" in those things because the 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 science the settled science of the time was let's let them die let them die <laughs> they're a burden on society and they're going to they're going to take that um burden through their entire life and pass it down to their children yeah a lot of times they're wrong though and they'll say oh your baby has no chance of survival or whatever and then that baby ends up perfectly healthy and happy and... but then they can end up messed up like my daughter was born prematurely. She was born, what, six months or three months early? <laughs> it was like three or four. Three months early, whatever. She was born three months early. And she's 26 now. Just saying. <laughs> what the hell are you just, <laughs> what does that mean? She was in an incubator, too. I'm just, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you ought to not save them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're mean. I'm just kidding. Uh, I hope if she's watching this that she hits the dislike button because yeah. you deserve it. Actually, if you if you dislike anything on this thing, go ahead and hit the dislike button. You know why? Because the algorithm counts that. Oh, wait. They don't have a dislike button anymore. They don't? Nope. Oh, they took it away, huh? So comment. Stupid. If you dislike anything that's going on in the show, comment. Or or even better, even better, if you um, want to, you could send a fan mail, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369 Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. If you're an angry feminist, you can send us eight mail. Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. Yeah. That's the science denier of the week. Let's try to get Jay on because I wanted him to be part of this this next segment. That segment too, but this segment even more. I can't see any of the comments. Are there any comments that I can read? Uh, Shannon Wood said hi. Hi. And then she said the answer to the thing, and then she said LMAO. It's probably because you're silly that you, you joke about you leaving your premature baby to die. I'm just saying. <laughs> just because she became a liberal. <laughs> well, so if your kid becomes a liberal, does that mean you can do a late-term abortion and then saying. just kill him anyway? <laughs> she could be. A, she could be a liberal all she wants. It's the other shit she does that's questionable. Questionable. Mm -hmm. You know, all the other shit that's questionable. All right, we're just going to move on to the next thing. Conjecture of fact. Today's conjecture of fact is, uh, um, what is it? Boom. Let's go to the notes, and I'll read the notes, and then we'll get into the thing. So today's conjecture of fact is... Uh, auto-targeting sniper systems or sniping sniper. Basically, everybody can be a sniper the way that the world is right now. You don't need to have aim. <laughs> you don't really need to have aim. So uh, the United States government, basically, it was, uh, was it DARPA that put out this one? Yeah, DARPA. Here, I'll pull up the DARPA website. Let's see. This DARPA website. Boom. Yeah, you guys can look at the DARPA website. So, uh, for military snipers, acquiring and moving targets is unfavorable in, wait, 
For military snipers, acquiring moving targets in unfavorable conditions such as high winds and dusty terrain commonly found in Afghanistan is extremely challenging, challenging with current technology. It's critical that snipers are able to engage targets faster and with better accuracy since any shot that doesn't hit a target also risks the safety of the troops by indicating their presence and potentially expose, exposing their location. So the United States government hired DARPA to come up with, you know, I can hear all of that. I was trying to like turn it so you can see Gizmo. Oh, Sorry. you wanted to be able to see Gizmo more? So I can just like move it that way a little bit. Mm. You mean like this? Yep. You can see his pretty face. Sorry. The only reason it's there is because it 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 points at us, you know? He's the real star of the show. Is he? Yes. So uh DARPA was hired by the Department of Defense to to work on this issue of accuracy and they came up with the extreme ac wait, extreme accuracy task ordinance. Extreme accuracy task ordinance. Basically what that is or they call it exacto, exacto. It's uh, a self self-guided bullet. Guided bullet. And the system sought to improve the effectiveness and enhance troop safety by allowing greater shooter standoff range and a reduction in target engagement timelines. The objective of of exacto was to revolutionize rifle accuracy and range by developing the first ever Guided small caliber bullet. Okay, okay, okay. Come here. Hold on. <laughs> Your stuttering sounded racist. You want to be careful. <laughs> small caliber bullet. Check this out. Check this out. The Exacto's 50 caliber round. So they're saying a 50 cal is a small caliber? So compared to what? Compared a to rocket what? Launcher? <laughs> the Exacto 50 caliber round and optical sighting technology was developed to greatly extend the day and nighttime range over current state-of-the-art sniper systems, the system com combined a maneuverable bullet and real-time guidance a guidance system to track the uh, to track and deliver the projectile to the target, allowing the bullet to change path during flight to compensate for any unexpected factors that might drive it off course. Cool. Where do I buy it? They stopped doing it <laughs> in... 2015. Well, it'd be for a government only. Well, they had they had people who were they were showing it off, and they had people who were shooting it, right? So they had a, a, a sniper do it, and they had a moving target, way down range, like 800, 800 uh, yards, 900 yards, something like that, right? No meters, 800 meters, and the target was moving, and they hit it every time, right? Yeah. And there was somebody else at the range who was like, I've never shot a, anything more than my handgun. They said, oh, you want to shoot this? He's like, sure. He never shot a high-powered rifle before. And he hit it. And hit the target. That's pretty cool. Hit the target. Boom. That's too bad we can't just, like, go buy it. Yeah, you can't go buy it. Okay, which that was that was stopped leading to this. This thing. Okay. This thing is Advanced Combat Optical Gun Sight, the ACOG. Let me give you a quote from Richard Vinola. Richard Vinola said, In Fallujah, Iraq Marines with 
ACOG equipped M16A4s created a stir by taking so many headshots that until the wounds were closely examined, some outside observers thought the insurgents had been executed because they had so many headshots. Imagine that. You're so effective at your job that you're getting headshots. And they were reporting 600-meter headshots at night That's pretty cool. and 800-meter headshots during the day with, with this technology. But this is not... The difference between this and the previous one was the previous one was um, self-guided bullets. Hey, look, Jay. Breaking news. Breaking news from Jay. Jay, I'm going to try to call him. He he sent me a message. He goes, sorry, bro. I totally, I totally lost track of time. Breaking news. Jay's probably high and has lost track of time. <laughs> Yeah, is he on? Unfortunately, I can't do that at work. <laughs> he said, "Unfortunately, I can't do that at work." Oh, that's no fun. Well, welcome to the show because you missed um, you missed the um, good stuff. The science denier of the week was um, that guy that had the incubator babies at Coney Island. Oh, he was the science denier of the week. And right now we were talking about Exacto. Have you ever heard of Exacto? The Exacto knife. No, Exacto Extreme Accuracy Task Ordinance, which was a self-guided sniper round. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Was that giggle for? <laughs> well, it's like an Exacto knife, but you know, for snipers. For snipers, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I was telling Melissa that uh, DARPA actually developed Exacto, which was a self-guided 50 caliber round. And um, it would hit a target like 800, 800 meters away, even if the target was moving. You lock onto it and then, and then pull the trigger, and then it goes. And it's seeking. Well, no, it, it uh, remembers through laser sight what the target was, and and where it is, and keeps track of it. And then it moves itself, has little fins on it, and moves itself and hits the target. Like GPS, G, GPS tracking. Or yeah, something like on? like laser targeting. You know, the same kind. I guess the same kind of laser targeting that um, uh, jet fighter pilots use to lock on their right. their missiles and stuff. Yeah. So okay. it's pretty much like that. So, but but uh, they stopped doing this in nineteen. Uh, no, sorry, twenty fifteen. Okay. So then we started talking about. The Advanced Combat Optical Gun Sight. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. I'm going to read the quote again because we ju I just read it a couple minutes ago, but I'm going to read it again. Here, here we go. Richard Vinola was quoted as saying, In Fallujah, Iraqi Marines with ACOG-equipped M16A4s created a stir by taking so many headshots that until the wounds were closely examined, some outside observers thought the insurgents had been executed because they were getting so many headshots. Wow. So they were getting uh, nighttime headshots, 600 meters. Daytime wow. headshots, 800 meters. That's crazy. And these were not snipers, by the way. This was just <laughs> normal no, normal sight on a normal rifle. Um, like a, They actually equipped them on M16s and whatever now. Hmm. So... Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's read a little bit about it. So, um, the first one was, was eliminated in 2015, supposedly, because 
<laughs> every one of those bullets was uh, like a little drone almost. Right. So if you're shooting a drone every time you shoot, it gets kind of expensive. Yeah. Well, with this system, it's just a system that attaches to a standard issued weapon. And uh, and then the, the rounds that you use are normal rounds. So they're not anything special. Oh. So the targeting system basically uses similar a similar thing where it, it, it has a computer on board and you lock onto your target and then it adjusts for um, wind, uh, humidity, temperature, um, distance, all that stuff. And it calculates it all on it all for you. And then all you have to do is line up the target, you know, the reticle with your, with your target and pull the trigger and it automatically does the rest. Well, you know they still have it. The government doesn't well, make technology well, I mean, and then just, oh, we're no, not going use it anymore. They've got it. This and, one's you know, being used. The other one's not. This well, one's being used. Well, they've still got it. Yeah. They don't give shit away. So here's the controversy with this one. You ready for it? Uh-huh. Trijicon? was the company that was making these ACOG-equipped M6, or the, 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 the actual ACOGs, right? And okay. they would put... John eight twelve, Bible verse John J N eight colon twelve, on the side of the the site. So when people were going around using these sites, that mm -hmm. Bible scripture was on the side of it, and oh. then people were like freaking out that they had that on there, right? And uh, John eight twelve says, "I am the light of the world." So it said, so "You'll be the light. That's the last thing you see before you meet Jesus." Yeah, it's the last thing you see before you meet Jesus. <laughs> uh, John eight That's twelve funny. was right next to the model number on the ACOG. Interesting. And then uh, what they started doing is in two thousand nine, this particular technology in two thousand nine, the U.S. military said we want them shipped from now on without the Bible verse on them. So they had to stop taking the Bible, stop putting the Bible verse on them. Well, uh, you can't send a bunch of bombs to a bunch of Satanists and expect something different. Yeah, yeah. And for those of the those who are listening who think that it's far fetched to think that a bunch of Satanists are in the military, I refer you to one Michael Aquino who was in charge of psychological operations for the army Yeah, and got into some trouble several times over his uh, affinity for young children. Well, that's not really surprising since they run all the governments too. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm showing a picture right now of a guy in uh, Fallujah or Afghanistan or whatever with uh, mm -hmm. what looks like, uh, that looks like an M16, doesn't it? No. with the site attached to it and it looks like a normal site but apparently uh, and it, oh and it could judge distance so like if you're doing close quarter combat with this site you can do close close quarter combat with it and get more accurate shots and if you're doing distance shots a normal person would shoot like a sniper now so crazy huh but you know you know what countries use that system like actually use the ACOG except for uh, other than the United States? 
What is that? The countries of Georgia, New Zealand, Spain, uh, the United Kingdom for the British Army and the Royal Marines, and the United States. All branches of the United States Armed Forces. And various law enforcement agencies in the United States. Isn't that crazy? That is very crazy, sir. So specifically, New Zealand uses them on the Mars L rifles. Spain uses them on the Heckler and Koch MG4. So, yeah. There you go. That is the conjecture effect. So I guess I guess the conspiracy theory behind these is um, they they say that they're not using them anymore, and you know some of the things they're not using anymore, but they are definitely using them more. You know what I mean? And does this actually turn anybody in? Can anybody be a sniper with this technology? Basically, what do you think, Jimmy? I don't even know, dude. I gotta say, with all the stuff that they have, man, nowadays, it almost seems like bullets are obsolete. Yeah, they don't need them if they've got drones. Yeah. Did you did you, you, know, you did you see the U.S. military's official Twitter thing said that um, the recruiters were watching people play Call of Duty online? As as a way to try to uh, try to um, what is it? Recruit. They're they're trying to figure out who to recruit by watching people play these games online. That's crazy, dude. Because if you're good at video games, then you're good at the new technology stuff. Well, so. yeah, I guess that that's a good point, though. You know, nowadays we don't need warriors; we just need uh, good gamers. Yeah, people that are tech savvy. Tech savvy, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Well, you know Crazy. what's really funny is um, I don't know where the be- the the next segment is. Um, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna let you do the next segment with us too. Okay. Uh, you want to do uh, the back back in the day? You want to do back in the day with us? Sure. Let's do back in the day. I like that one. Back in the day. Well, back in the day. Uh, we're talking about tube testers, vacuum tube testing testers. Do you remember those? No. The tubes for the TVs, for the old TV set, you'd have to change the tubes out. Yeah, the vacuum tubes for like radios and TVs. So they would have this tube testing thing at the grocery store or at at the The Walmart or the hardware store or whatever, and they would have little ports on them and you would take your tube to the hardware store and test the tube yourself and then if your if your tube was bad somebody who works there would sell you one of the tubes from the test tube display the tube the tube tester display thing all right sylvania electric are you looking this up I, I'm trying out this new thing you sent me so I can look at it while you're doing it, yes. Well, I, I'm looking at the uh, the RCA one. I can remember Grandma using that. Um, the picture would get distorted, so she would take it wherever she took it, probably to one of those machines, and they'd say, well, you need like a new blue or green or whatever. Yeah. And they give you a different oh. tube, and then fix the picture. I had a buddy who was an airborne ranger. He said that those tubes are paramount to making a uh emp yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're looking mm -hmm. at the self-testers. So from the late 20s until the early 70s, department stores, drug stores, grocery stores in the United States had self-service tube vending displays that had also on top of them um, tube testers. So you could test your vacuum tubes. And there was a flip chart with instructions uh, just basically explaining where to put your tube in the right. tester and what the results were from the test. Okay. And then if if you're um, once you found your your tube that was messed up, like if one of them was messed up, then somebody would sell you one. But if none of your tubes were messed up, then you had to take like your device, whatever it was, your radio or your TV set or whatever, to a repair place to have them repair it. Okay. Crazy, huh? Isn't that neat? Well, Seems that was the good old days when you know you could fix a TV and. Instead of, oh, it, we one of the pixels went out. We need a new TV. <laughs> yeah. So on the tester, they had the filament continuity tester. They had a tube checker, an emission tester, a short circuit tester, a parameter, param, parametric tester, mutual hmm. conductance tester, and an oscilloscope tube Curve trace plug-in tester, whatever. Whatever all that, man. No, no, none of that stuff. <laughs> so we should have like just a moment of silence for the looters back in the day that would have to steal like a four hundred pound TV when they wanted one instead of just getting a flat screen. Yeah, because you really had to put your back into it to get a free TV then. Dude. <laughs> oh yeah, the old consoles. You ain't lying. The <laughs> CRT TV. Yeah. The t yeah, the old style where the TV goes out, you just turn it into furniture because you don't even <laughs> want to sit out of the house. You know what's funny yeah. is my uh, my dad for a while there would take old TVs and take the tube out of them and put really fancy carved wood on the front and make them into like storage chests and stuff for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That lady on TikTok turns them into cat houses. Yeah, Put cat little, houses. Little furniture in there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. turns them into cat houses. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Not the kind of cat house that oh. I, I enjoy going to. My bad. That's what I thought we was talking about. The I cat house. That. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, baby. All right, man. So you missed uh, a whole segment, bro. Well, I apologize, man. I got to working in here, and I looked at the clock. I'm like, what the hell? Well, I do it all the time. So, not a big deal, because I do it all the time. You know what I mean, G? Or Jay? Yeah. Or Jay? You know, I'm sure this camera's everybody knows me. Jay's got his own set of circumstances, which is to say that your wife would have normally been correct. <laughs> oh, normally I get you. I, yeah, normally I get a little too high and forget. <laughs> I was going to get on Jeff's show, but then I got high. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna co-host, but then I got high. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff had never heard that song until recently. Yeah, I'd never heard that song until recently. I don't see how. But um, I uh, the first version of it I heard was when they did the the version, which was was it crack, crack or meth? It was a meth or a crack version it of it. It was a parody. It was a parody. Yeah, that song. that's funny. I, I wasn't gonna clean my room, and then I got high. And then I found a broom, and I got uh, get it because he was using ice. Because I was on ice, I was on ice. 
Yeah, that's so I was on was. ice. That's it. Because because he was like cleaning his room. I wasn't gonna clean my room, and then I and then I did ice, and then I found a broom. Then you ended up getting pieces of stuff out of the carpet, like Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find this stuff, dude. We gave our cat catnip for the first time. Really? And it was uh, technically not catnip. It was called purple something. They, they called it meowiwana. Meowiwana. Uh -huh. Yeah, meowiwana. No way. And it was catnip mixed with something else, and it was purple passion. Yeah. Purple passion. <laughs> so I, I put some on the couch, and the cat like licked it up and ate it up, right? And then started biting the, the, the slip cover and then was like loving on the couch or whatever. And then I put some on the floor and the cat licked it up and it was like loving on the floor and stuff, getting all getting all messed up. He was really into it. So it wasn't like cat weed, it was more like cat X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in love with the slip cover. He's in love with like the slip lick, cover. Licking the walls. Wow. Wow, man. Wow, man. You and your friends are awesome. Sorry, I wonder know. what I wonder if anyone, any human beings, have ever tried to do that catnip stuff. See if it. I would imagine, right? Uh, my brothers tried to smoke catnip, and all they got was a headache. <laughs> so, hey, See? Richie King. Make you wonder at least. Uh, <laughs> I can't read the See, comments from here because I'm blind. Every time, every time Richie jumps on, I'm not paying attention, and now I am. There he is. Yay! What's up, Richie? But he's gone because I because I didn't say anything. Whatever. You need to keep, up, keep up on your comments. I, I, need, I need to keep up on my comments. So and this thing <laughs> at the bottom here was supposed to be on all the time. See how it disappears? You don't want to piss off what you're like two viewers. Yeah. Kind I don't of rude. I don't piss off my only two viewers. Okay, Jay, do you want to stick around for another segment or do you want to go? Um, I I can stick around for another segment. You don't want to let me. This is the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. This week's Outpost Survival Tip of the Week is water purification. Now, I know in the past we did uh, an episode where we did water filters, like Sawyer straws and water filters, where you filter your water. This is not that. This is water purification. Okay, so like if you're in an emergency situation, like we had a boil order in our town, like a pipe. If your pipe breaks or whatever, they may give you a boil order, you know. Or sometimes you, you're in a situation where you need to boil your water or something. Well, if you don't have the ability to boil like your you water. live in Branson. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have the ability to boil your water, they have these uh, portable portable aqua. Potable. 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 Potable aqua. PA and plus. No iodine taste or color. Um, I guess these things, what do they do? They're little tablets, They're and you put them in water, and they clean the water so you don't get sick and fucking die. Why are there two different ones? One's for putting iodine in it, one's for getting the flavor out. Huh. You think? Uh, you you use these sure before? that's how it works. I mean, maybe not with what you guys got. That's pretty much how it works. A lot of people don't like the, oh. the uh, I guess, the taste that the iodine gives the water when you put it in there. Yeah, Those are both you know they love it, but they hate the taste. <laughs> like beer, man, it's an acquired taste. No, I was referencing that band. 
the Fuji Foodie Fu- Fighters. Fu- um, yeah, the drummer for Foo Fighters just died. You should have yeah. done a little segment about him, or at least a rip. See that camera? That camera. Yeah, the drummer for Foo Fighters died yesterday. Yeah, the drummer and for the, the drummer Foo- for the Foo Fighters is not the same guy who was the drummer for Nirvana, right? No. No, we could only okay. be hoping, but no. The drummer for Nirvana was the lead singer of Foo Fighters. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And they were in Columbia. They were on tour, and they he uh, called the desk down downstairs because he was having chest pain, but he was de- dead when they got up there. And they said mm-hmm. his heart was double the weight, and they've already said the preliminary test said he had at least 10 different drugs in the system. I'm, I'm over here trying to do the damn Outpost Survival Tip of the Week, and you guys got it's it off track. Deal. Dave Grohl killed Kurt Cobain, and he got everything. Here's your Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Don't, Don't be... get your third booster and then get high. You can't. No, here's your Outpost, <laughs> Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Don't join a band with Dave Grohl. Well, I'm saying he killed he killed <laughs> Kurt Cobain, and now he killed this dude, and he's going to blame Courtney Love on this, too. Well, <laughs> I don't know I, it, it's the perfect crime to blame it on someone who was actually actively trying to kill her husband. That's True. pretty genius, if you ask me. So this thing is potable aqua with PA and uh, plus PA plus plus. PA plus plus? What the PA plus plus mean? PA I don't know, plus plus. What's wrong with one plus? One plus ain't good enough? Well, they have a plus sign and then they have the word plus after it. <laughs> so I don't understand. Like, was it was it from some other country or some junk? No, it's from the United oh, States. This is a germicidal tablets, PA plus plus. No iodine taste or color makes questionable water bacteriologically suitable to drink. Proven effective against uh, giardia, lambilia, huh? What? Cryptosporidium. I guess. When used as directed, use it for camping, hiking, travel, or emergency situations. Keep out of reach of children. This contains twenty. It can it can serve twenty or it can do twenty five quarts. Twenty five quarts. Yeah, but you should still boil it first if you can. So add two tablets of potable aqua to a quart of a quart or liter of water. And then uh, cap it loosely to allow the small amount of leakage. Wait five minutes. Shake the container to allow screw th- threads on the top to close to be or th- what screw threads on the container to moisten. Then tighten the cap. Ooh. Wait thirty minutes before drinking. Moisten. So PA plus neutralizing tablets are for use after the water's been treated so you're right you put the first one in to treat it and you put the second one in to make it taste better yeah i know i know stuff jeff so uh these things (laughs) keep these things in your um in your uh bug out bag emergency preparedness kit in your car because you never know when you're going to need to uh take bad water See see how the camera is wrong? Uh, I knocked into the camera. See how the camera is wrong? Damn camera. Anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to make it, but I there you go. Boom, look at that. I did it finally. Boom, water purification. So, now post survival tip of the week. Potable aqua. Keep you some tablets. And it doesn't have to be that brand. Whatever tablets 
whatever um, water tablet things you can use. But let's say you don't have these, and you have some questionable water. Boil well, it. well, you could, if you can't boil it. So the alternative to this would be to take some chlorine and add chlorine to the water. Right. Bleach. Which is what they do. Swim in the water pools. system. Yeah, in the water system, but they put they put chlorine in it. So uh, ideally, your wife is correct. You should still boil it if you can first. Right. And once you start using the filter, it's hard to keep track of how much has been used. I saw a guy on a survival show one time. He did the bleach in the water, and then mm -hmm. he poured it through a uh, a cotton um, bandana. Yep. So he poured it through the cotton bandana, and that filtered that out. Another guy, he filtered his through moss. Just My grandpa moss. used to filter rubbing alcohol through a sock and drink it. So he probably <laughs> used a sock. Was it a dirty sock? It was cotton. Cotton. Hopefully it wasn't the sock that he found under the mattress, because that's really gross. <laughs> She almost made me spit. She almost made me spit water all over the electronics in here. Don't do that. You don't use the sticky sock. Yeah, don't use the don't use the sick sticky sock. If you have to open the sock up, and you hear it go, don't don't use that one. The, that's the, the sock that's spot. the sock that could stand up on its own. Ugh. Don't use that one. It is messed up. I mean. What, what guy do hasn't used a sock ever? You know what I'm saying? What guy hasn't used the couch cushion before? You know what I'm saying? You can't. You gotta. You gotta use what you got. You know, a cantaloupe. Yeah, That's all you got. Yeah, cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, a pumpkin, whatever. <laughs> why right. why is there a hole in this gourd? Yeah, grandma, don't eat that one. <laughs> they loved you at family reunions. Oh, That's good cool, the memories. <laughs> or should I say the memories? Well yeah. whatever. Alright then. Whatever. I'm gonna kick you off the phone. Thank you for joining the show, even if you join late, but that's okay. I don't mind. We'll yeah. try to We'll try to get Joe here in a little bit, but all right. Tell, tell Jose I said hola, que tal. But yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell Joe all that stuff. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Tacos. <laughs> all right, later. All right. Bye. All right, take it easy, y'all. Bye. Good night. See, Jay always makes the show more lively. More lively. You make the show more lively. What are you talking about? We're gonna have Joe on the show in like less than a few minutes here so if you're a fan of the show send us fan mail care of comedy vets p.o box 369 late at missouri 64465 if you're an angry feminist send us hate mail care of comedy vets p.o box 369 late at missouri 64465 um you can like the video subscribe if you wanna um share it with other people uh a comment if you don't like something that's going on and you want to say something nasty and mean, comment. I dare you. You know, they say that because the comments, no matter what negative. Any attention is good yeah. attention. Yeah. Any attention is good attention.
like faking a slap. Yeah, like on the fake, Oscar. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Apparently, <laughs> we'll get into that later. All right. So, um, what, what is it? Is, what is is Will Smith's last name actually Smalley? Uh, Will Smalley. So the uh, trivia question today is: What was found in two thousand? What two thousand four? What was discovered on the islands of Flores in Indonesia? Shannon Woods already got it in the comments, but we're not going to give it away until the end of the show, just in case you're not looking at the comments and you're watching the show and you want to know. We'll let you know at the end of the show. They are looking at the comments. They already know. Well, okay. If you if you already know, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. Come on, man. I don't give a damn. Whatever. All right. So let's see. What are we doing now? Well, we could just grab Joe right now. Uh, or we we don't have enough time to do the breakdown. You know what? Before Joe gets Joe gets on the show, we can do Tommy, and then uh, the breakdown could be after Joe, and then that'll be at the end of the show. It's your shit show, bro. Your shit show, bro. Yeah, we'll we'll jump on with Tommy here. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm typing in here something so we can pull up uh Tommy. Boom. Shut the hell up. Don't don't give it away. Don't give it away. Here we go. This is uh the pathetic pet of the week, and today's pathetic pet of the week is uh Tommy. Meet Tommy. Tommy is uh this thing. This thing, Tommy. Look how pretty is Tommy he a cockatoo is. Or... Let's look. Tommy is a, he's a parrot. He's in the parrot cockatoo family. He's in Lenexa, Kansas. He's an adult male, extra large and white. Uh, he's playful and curious. He prefers a home without children. His adoption fee is $650. Damn. That's what I'm saying. That must be a special need. Well, I think it's that they're more rare birds to have. So you can't just go get a cockatoo anywhere. Yeah. BN, what's this? BNW. Oh. Beaks, <laughs> Beak and, beaks and wings. Beaks and wings. Uh -oh. Hi, I'm Tommy, a male Goiffin's cockatoo, about 30 years old. Uh -oh. 30 years old? I'm famous at Beaks and Wings. I came in 2006 after being rescued from an abusive home. Uh -oh. It has taken me a long time to recover, but I am now up for adoption to a special person. I've gotten over my fears and now love attention from people, especially women. I came out of the facility and I wait. Yeah, I, I come out of the facility and run around on the floor. I can be held and petted. I've bitten in the past. And if something startles me or I get scared, I could bite. I need a home without small children. I've been aggressive to other birds in the past, so I must not be allowed to be around them. Sounds like he's psychotic, like he'll well, kill he's them. he's probably had an abusive start. And yeah. You blame him. Yeah. And bitch slapping them other birds. If you're a home without other animals and yeah. no children, that you have the time to give them love, and that's what he needs. Yeah. Because I have special needs, you must spend some extra time with me and hear my whole story before taking me. Because I have a special diet of Zupreme pellets, fruit and veggies, nuts or seeds, 
uh, as treats. My adoption fee is six feet. So he has special needs, and you've got to like sit down and hear his his whole story before you get him. I mean, he's freaking thirty years old. He's definitely got a story. <laughs> Poor so beaks and wings, or beak and wings adoption. They adopt uh, within the greater Kansas City area and up to one hundred fifty miles of the Kansas City area. So if you want to adopt that dude. What's the name? Tommy. Mm -hmm. Contact Beaks Beak and Wings Beakandwings.org or call 913-322-3398 and get you a Tommy. Get you a Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, can you hear me? Probably can because you're a bird and you can hear me. You know, that's really bugging me because this is where I'm supposed to be sitting. See how far off I am? Like, both of those cameras got knocked by something. Like, somebody knocked into my cameras. Somebody who's accident-prone? Maybe. <laughs> what? Um, I was actually looking at something. Your special guest is falling asleep on my... So, all of the pets in the shelter seems to want... Kids in the home, or at least older kids, 12 and up. Seems to want no kids at the home. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah autocorrect. Well, because if kids are going to mess with them, and then they're going to get beaked. Get bit. And then yeah. They're going to get beaked and packed. Beaked. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get beaked, bitch. So I'm saying. Okay, that doesn't mean he doesn't need love, though. He just needs to find the right home. It's probably not his fault that he's like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't his fault. Like, we have a dog that has um, issues like that. You move in slowly because when he was little, he came from a, that family of little kids. And them little kids were always mean to him. And coffee cups. Remember, he was like, oh, coffee cup. Oh, get that Charlie's away from me. Just insecure. He let me brush his teeth now, so that's good. <laughs> Let's call Joe. Put headphones on. Yeah, put put your headphones I've on. I've got a dog it. sleeping on me. Up, oh, he's awake now. I'm gonna call Joe. Gizmo's sleeping. Do this with one hand. Oh. Joe is on the phone. Is Joe gonna be on the phone? How much you want to bet Joe's not gonna be on? Oh no, he 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 made he made notes right. Hello. And so you're gonna be on the show. Yeah. You're on the show you right now. Me. Yeah, you're on the show right now. So yeah. uh, you you wanted to talk about some stuff, huh? Yeah. Hi, by the way, he's got a guest today. Oh uh, yeah. Oh Hi. hey. <laughs> Melissa's in studio with me with uh with one of her dogs. One of her our dogs. One of our dogs. Gizmo. He's our dog. He's the special guest for tonight. Uh, yeah, special guest. So hi, Joe. <laughs> hi. So uh, so um, is this going to be uh? A uh, gossip time, or or you're gonna still pontificate about the other thing too? Yeah, both. Both. So you can do gossip time if we first. Have time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Do gossip time. Yeah. Gossip time. So hey, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you hear, man? Give me some gossip because uh, it's gossip time. <laughs> so did you watch the Oscars? I did not, but I I've seen video of a couple things that happened at the Oscars. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Some Did you actors. see that guy who won the the supporting actor? No, but um, we whatever I saw there 
looked like somebody was trying to get an Oscar for acting. Trying to get a what? An Oscar for acting. They were trying to pull a Smollett. <laughs> okay. Oh. That's my opinion. I know some people are thinking it was fake. It's, it's fake. It's hard to say, though. You tell us what happened there. You, so you think it was fake? Mm, I think there's a possibility, yeah. but yeah. I can't I can't rule anything out, though. I think it was fake. Well, I don't know. I think it's messed up that somebody who trained to be um, Muhammad Ali could have knocked out some skinny black guy, but... You gotta tell us what happened first. Oh, oh, yeah. So, um... So, Chris Rock was up to um, present an award, and he um, was cracking some jokes and talked about um, Jada Pickett-Smith, and it's like, so can't wait for G.I. Joe, too, um, because she has, like, no hair. G.I. Jane. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, she's, yeah, she's got alopecia. Yeah. So that so so then, um. So, then Will Smith got mad and got up and um slapped Chris Rock and said, "Um, keep my wife's name out of your mouth." He used the he used an expletive in there. Yes. Right, keep, right. Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Yeah, they bleeped. Yeah, um... yeah they bleeped that out. They also bleeped out the oh. last part where you used the N word. No, just kidding. <laughs> Will Smith would never use that word. All I'm saying is, if the slap was real, then why did he go in with such a like a weak bitch slap? Like he could have hit him a lot harder. And though. why did Chris Rock barely even barely even move? Well, he was probably stunned. If it, if it wasn't planned, he was probably surprised. Like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't, he didn't, <laughs> I'm saying he didn't, if it was a real, real hit, he didn't actually seem very affected by it. Well, it was a weak bitch slap, too. I think it was a small A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I know what you're talking about with small A, but. You don't know. I don't think it was. I don't, I don't think it was. You don't think it was? Okay. Well, they're saying if he if he doesn't straighten his shit out after this, that he's gonna have to go live with his aunt and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> so he's gonna have to make an apology or something. Well, he got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. <laughs> they said they might take his award from him. I guess they're like talking about it. I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they said the people that uh, organize, you know, the people that give the awards, that they're having some kind of meeting to determine if they're going to take it back. So that's kind of messed up. I thought that all of the jokes that they had were supposed to go through a certain thing. But here's the thing. People make jokes about people all the time. Yeah. Everyone at all these different award things to have jokes told about them. And most people don't don't react like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, I think Will Smith massively overreacted if it was real. I think Chris Rock should have followed it up because um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are in an open relationship. And he's been open about, like, she has sex with other guys. 
Like, it's documented. So Chris Rock, after he got hit, should have said something, well, like, why are you mad? I mean, like, you know, like, that's not the only thing that, like, has been in your wife's mouth or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, or he could have said, said, something else, he could have said, wow, you don't hit very hard. I hit your wife last night way harder than that with my cock. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I was hitting it last yeah. night. You know what I'm saying? Hitting it. Well, mm. well, I heard that um, that Will Smith was okay with the joke, but then um, then Jada's boyfriend called and was like, that's <laughs> not a cool joke. <laughs> he looked down and saw this text message. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey. Well, I don't know why it's a big deal that she has no hair, because she's had, like, a shaved head and or very, very, very short hairstyles literally for, like, over 20 years. Like, she hasn't had, like, hair hair for, like, two decades. So Did it's you, not, like, yeah. a new thing. Did you see that thing with, uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? The, the, the British guy that just went off on everyone at the at award R- thing. Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he said way more worse stuff than that. Yeah. Dude. Whatever. Yeah, they needed him on the show. Ricky Gervais is hilarious. I I keep knocking into the microphone. That's me. Well, well, like, did he notice a stage, though? I mean, like, there was basically no stage last night. So it was easy for him to just get up and go up there. Like before there's like a stage where people would have to like walk up stairs and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, um, my, my, what I'm wondering is, uh, if they would have had the Oscars like five months ago or four months ago or three months ago or two months ago, they wouldn't have been able to be there in person unless they were wearing masks. Cause as soon as this Ukraine thing happened, the COVID disappeared. Did you notice that? It was going away before then. Well, shouldn't Will Smith be in trouble, though? Because he got, like, less than six feet away from him. Yeah. That's, like, dangerous. He was dangerous. He 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 violated his personal space. Well, well, I heard they're already, um, Hollywood's already punishing him. They're going to make him do Wild West (laughs) 2. Shut the hell up. That's a punishment all by itself. That's a punishment all by itself. Man, that was a good gossip time, Joe. Good job. Good job with that one. You're like, well, hey. I, I didn't want to talk about, like, so it was overshadowed because of Will Smith, but... Um, gossip time. The best supporting actor. Yeah. Was a woman? Know? Well, he, he, like, people... He He's a person who talks with his hands and stuff, and I hate those people. Fucking deaf people. Oh, a deaf person. Yeah. yeah. You know, earlier in the show, we talked about the incubators and how they were like, um, people didn't want incubators because they were saving babies that should die because they're going to grow up useless and should be eliminated anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like deaf people would have been eliminated back then. What? How would you know if the baby's deaf? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you would know until later when you're trying damn, to like, communicate. The damn baby's not listening to me. <laughs> right. 
Oh, that's when a lot of parents find out their kids have hearing issues. Is when the kids like later, yeah, you know, they don't or vision problems. You don't know that right away. I, I went deaf for like uh, a year and a half, two years. I was deaf, literally deaf, for a year and a half, two years during my speech. You know, when you grow, when you when you're able to learn how to talk, and I had to go through speech therapy hmm. to learn how to speak properly. Is that why you don't yeah. listen sometimes? Yeah, that's why I don't. Well, <laughs> the thing was, I was I was deaf for like six months before my mom even knew it, because she's like, "Why the Why the hell don't you listen to me?" I'm what? I'm you talk like a retard. Babe? Seriously, they used to say that I talked like a retard. Used to. <laughs> so, uh, you doing the pontification? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joe pontificates. All right. So what's up with the pontificating? You do it. Um. So, so I noticed some stuff on like social media and stuff about um, um, people talking about like God, um, and saying the, you know, they're saying um, like if. Um, I believe, and I die, and I was right, I'll go to heaven. But if I was wrong, nothing will happen, right? Well, like, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what that that's called? Uh, that's called the Jesus is my seatbelt? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Because I only wear it just in case I get in an accident, and I hope just I don't. Case. You know what I mean? People wear yeah. a seatbelt just in case they get in an accident. Right. So they use that Jesus as a seatbelt just in case they get death and, and end up going to heaven, you know, because they don't want to go to hell. So just in case, Jesus is their seatbelt. Right. Anyway, so what? What about, so, what about it? So it's called... um. Um, why am I drawing a blank on it? I know you could have written it in the notes, and I would have known what we were trying to say. I did put it on the notes. You did? Yeah. Uh, is it uh, Pascal Rager? Yes, that's it. Okay, Pas Pascal's rate wager. Oh, Pascal's wager. Yes. Okay, Pascal's wager. Yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> Heard it called that before? No, I've never heard of it before. Oh, okay. So it's so Pascal's wager is so it was, there was this philosopher named Pascal who said um, it's better off to believe even if you basically have to fake it, um, just in case. So. Um, and I think it's the dumbest, um, it, it's dumb, probably not the dumbest thing, but it's dumb. Um, so, and I'll explain why I think that. So, so, so Pascal's wager is a philosophical argument presented by the 17th century French philosopher, theologian, mathematician, and physicist, Blaise Pascal, who also the, the Pascal, um, computing language was named after this guy. Um, and he lived from 1623 to 1662, <clears throat> right? 
Yeah. So it's, uh, he says that it's posits, posits that human beings wager with their lives that God even exists or doesn't exist. Right? Right. And he says that people should live as though God exists and seek to believe in God. If God doesn't exist, such a person will have only a finite loss, some pleasures and luxury. Whereas if God does exist, he stands to receive an infinite, infinite gain uh, by going to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I, I read it so people know, know exactly what it was. And yeah. I knew exactly what thank it was. You. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> So, so I think I think that's great and all if there were only two things you could choose from. But, yeah, like if you only had two choices instead of a yeah. hundred. <laughs> there's there's been over a million religions ever. So really you have like a million things you could wager on. And if you're wrong, you know, then who knows what whatever God really does exist will do to you, you know? Yeah. So, so like, good example is, say, you know, you're a Christian, you're worshiping Jesus, and then the Jews are right. Well, Yahweh would send you to hell because you're worshiping somebody else besides him. Huh. Okay. Right. I guess. Yeah, or if you were a Muslim, then you would say Jesus is just like a prophet of God and not God. Yeah, exactly. And then Muslims, you know, believe that you have to be a Muslim to make it to heaven. Yeah. So, you know, Pascal's Wager is stupid because, you know, like, you're going to have to believe in everything just in case. So, you know, I think it's better to not pick any of those, you know, and just live a good life. And then whatever happens, happens. Okay. Or, or you could believe that there is a God, but you don't know the specifics, you know? Like, we don't right. know for sure. Yeah, because yeah, there's like a million different choices, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, um, Flying Spaghetti Monster could be real. Yeah. Well, some people believe that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no one actually believes in the Flying Spaghetti Monster. What? You're telling me it doesn't you never, exist? You never know. Right. It's actually like a satire on religion. Oh, okay. I thought people so, actually believed in it. No. No. So, um, oh, what are they called? Colanders or whatever? So, the believers of the flying spaghetti monster. Colanders? Colanders? Yeah, aren't yeah, because because they sift out the water from the <laughs> from the yeah. spaghetti. Exactly. But like a hundred years from now in history books, someone will read that and then probably think that that was a real religion that people followed, and then try to find out like the history of the spaghetti monster gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, um, so, uh, from, from your perspective, you argue against it or they think it's stupid because, um, you're, um, you're an atheist and you think that people should, you know, if they're going to do that, they should believe in a lot of different gods, right? Correct. Uh, yeah. so, so on the other side, there are a bunch of Christians that actually believe, um, that Pascal's wager is also stupid because well, the whole, and, the whole point, shared. the whole point of it is that you're a believer, that you have a faith and a belief. And if you have to, if you have to, um, hedge your bets, then you actually don't have a belief. Yes. And also if, if you're faking it, you know, if you're believing just because there's a chance, you know, God will see through that because he can read your minds. You know, he's like Professor X and stuff. You're not going to like go to Professor X and be like, you know, fake that you like the X-Men. He'll see through it. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, they're like, well, just because you believe in God, you know, because Pascal, he made such a such a passive statement that you believe, right? Right. And then the Catholic Church pointed out, and a lot of Protestants pointed out, well, James 2.19, if that's the case, if salvation based on just believing that God exists, well, Satan believed that God exists, and so do demons believe that God exists, and a whole bunch of people who are Satanists who don't, they believe God exists, but they don't worship God, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just the belief that God exists doesn't doesn't equal um, salvation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I like, also know some Christians will believe that everybody believes God exists. Atheists just want to deny it and and act like God doesn't exist. Well, and then there's the agnostics that are like, okay, well, prove it to me. Yeah, agnostics do not exist. You say agnostics don't exist either? Yes. You're an, either a theist or an atheist. Well, an agnostic would be just somebody that hasn't made up their mind yet. I mean... But, so, the question is, do you believe in God? <clears throat> right. So, it's either yes or no. So, you would say there's... that... Um, um... Satanists are theists also because they believe in the existence of God. If they're true, um, Satanists, yeah. If they're the sat satirical Satanists or whatever, um, you know, who are really atheists, who are just, you know, Right. Well, and there, there are a whole bunch of other people. Right. And there are a whole bunch of other people that believe in a God of one form or another. So they would technically be theists also. They're just not Christian theists. Uh, correct. Yeah. You could also say that everybody's an atheist. Well, I, I would, I would, I would uh, say that I think that everyone is a theist. Because everybody worships a god, even if it is the god of no god. Everybody has a religion. 
You know what I mean? Everybody no. has a everybody has a faith. No, everybody way. has a belief. A belief, yeah. A religion. But really, like not really, because an atheist isn't a belief. It's a lack of belief. And that's the thing. That's why I said there's no that agnostics aren't really there aren't any agnostics. They're atheists. Because you either who, believe or don't believe. Yeah, they're not strong atheists. They're 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 you're like you're you're such a weak atheist. It would be like you're you're the atheist, right? And Chris Rock is an agnostic, and you walk up and you like slap him, and you're like, you don't exist. <laughs> you either believe or you don't, right? Like that. See, yeah, but it's, like no, you you either have a belief, or you're not convinced. Right. So agnostics are not convinced. So therefore, they're atheists. Because an atheist can say, I know there's no God. But that's, they don't have to. And an atheist is basically saying, you know, you're saying there's a God. And I'm saying, I don't believe you. Okay. Is it like so, that, that Rush song? If you if you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. Yeah. Did you hear her? Rush. Yeah. The Rush song. If you choose not to choose, you still have made a choice. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a whole case of water back there, on the other side of the speakers. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, did you hear about the flood? What what flood? Last week, somebody the toilet upstairs overflowed. Seriously? Yeah, and we're directly below where the toilet overflowed. Right. And but <laughs> but there's plastic in the ceiling, so the water was caught by the plastic and it went down onto our stage, which is covered in vinyl. So I had to come in with a shop vac and vacuum it up, vacuum vacuum out the ceiling. Plastic up there. Still gross. Though. It is gross. So, so what we're going to be doing is putting uh, something up there to, to catch the water and make it go into the sink. So, good thing you're not here. I can smell it. Can you smell it? My nose doesn't work. Her nose doesn't work. I can smell it, though. All right, Joe. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. You got, you got anything else going on? Huh? No. 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 Not right now. All right. Have you ever seen the movie Oculus? What? What is it? Oculus. No. Okay. Melissa and I are going to break that down tonight. Okay. I was going to include you, but you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a new one? No, it's been out uh, for like... Like maybe 2019? No, it's a little more than that. 2013. Huh. Is it that old? Yeah, 2013. Uh, well, it's a necklace cage? No. <laughs> no, it's a horror oh. movie. It's a horror it, movie. It kind of a, goes along with similar um, of like Insidious kind of type movie. Yeah. Very similar. See, I, I would recommend watching it because I thought it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Cool. It was all right. I might check it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys should coordinate something for next week. Well, I'm I'm gonna go to bed now. All right, Mike. So, all, right, all right. All right. See you later. See you. Sweet dreams, baby. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye.
All right, cool. So that was the um, Joe pontificates. So yeah. So technically, I don't I don't need to have uh, headphones in, and I have this, these earbuds also that I that I put in my ear so I can hear the opening and the close. Cool. So yeah. So uh, what are we gonna do? We said we're talking about Oculus. Oculus. Because we've already done the Pathetic Pet of the Week. And we're going to do Oculus. Yeah. So we're going to break down entertainment. Break down. We're going to break down the movie Oculus. All right. So we'll give you the synopsis of the movie Oculus real quick from the IMDbba. IMDbba. A woman tries to exonerate her brother who was convicted of murder by proving that the crime was committed by a supernatural phenomenon. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. <laughs> do, do, do. Phenomenon. Anyway. Anyways. So, uh, we watched this movie, and it was really slow at the beginning. Yeah. So there could be some spoiler alerts here going on. And it kept jumping. It kept jumping back and forth between now and old and before you know yeah. what i mean the past and the present and bouncing around and stuff and well, it's basically a demonic mirror a whoever, demonic mirror, whoever yeah. gets the mirror the mirror is gonna make you kill or yeah. make you get killed and be possessed yeah and the and the demonic or mirror even. has a, a range of influence apparently that grows as it gets more powerful yeah and it'll so, prevent you from breaking it so that you can't, yeah. can't kill it or get rid of it. Yeah, it'll prevent you from breaking it, and uh, it eats animals, and it, it eats the life out of plants. So the mirror made her dad kill her mom, and then the, her brother, the little boy, killed the dad to try to save his sister. Yeah. And then he got locked up like he was, like, kill them, but, I mean, he saved them because the mirror made his dad do it. So, um, well, throughout the whole the whole movie, basically, they were saying that the mirror is making you see things that aren't there and do things or remember you did things that you didn't do. And uh, th the whole time I was watching it going, shit, I do half that stuff when I'm asleep because I sleepwalk now. <laughs> so I'll be sleepwalking and talking and right. saying stuff. And I don't remember saying none of that. I need to check the mirrors in the house. Yeah, check the mirrors in the house because there might be some oculi going on. So there's this... Um... <laughs> <laughs> some oculi going oculi on. Oculi going on. So, okay. so there's this little ginger bitch and her brother. And she's... I can't remember what I saw her in. She was in some other show. The, the little girl one. You know what I'm talking about? The younger one? She was in um, Ouija. Ouija, yeah. The second Ouija movie. Oh, yeah, she was the big sister in Ouija. Not the first Ouija, the second, second one, Ouija. which is actually a prequel, which is supposed to be before. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so the brother is in jail for, and killing, their dad. for killing their dad, and he gets out. And uh, he wasn't supposed to have contact with her because... She remembers the events of what, what happened, but the the doctors convinced him that it was all in his mind and it was false memories, that it was just trauma. 
And as soon as he got out, she's like, let's go back to the house where it happened. And look, I got the mirror back. Let's go fuck with this shit all over again. Yeah, we're going to kill the mirror. <laughs> we're going to destroy the mirror. And then, uh, you know, so she sets up like the cameras and this whole elaborate setup to 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 destroy the mirror. And catch it on camera. Catch it on camera it. and to catch all the events on camera. Uh, but what she's been catching on camera was actually her and her brother moving stuff around. It wasn't it wasn't dem demons moving stuff around. It's them moving stuff around, but they can't remember doing because it. Because the mirror made them do it. Because the mirror made them do it. So, uh, and then she set up this kill, kill, kill switch device, which is a weight thing that would come down and smash the mirror. So they, they, you know, they made mention of it a couple times. And then, uh, later on in the movie, the, the dude, you know, he's like, oh, I'm totally going to like, I'm going to kill this thing. So he, am I skipping anything? So he goes and he, he makes the, the kill switch thing go off and it, it's, Goes like it smashed the mirror, and that's what he thinks happened. But in reality, he what happened was he killed his sister. Now he's going back to the loony farm. So they send him back to prison because he killed his sister. Yeah, the mirror's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So some other family's going to end up with it, and it's going to start all over again. So the, uh, the wife was demon-possessed, apparently, and the dad locked her up upstairs, chained her to the wall, told the kids not to go in and look. They went in and looked. Um, the uh, the mirror ate the dog. The yeah. the original dog, the mirror ate the dog. All kinds of crazy Just stuff. Saying, that's so. why you know there's no black people in this movie because as soon as they knew the mirror was doing shit, they'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, no. They don't play around because they're smart about this stuff. But white people are stupid and are like, "Let's go investigate the shit." Like, no, bitch, we're not gonna investigate it. So we'll look at <laughs> some pictures. So this is the chick when she's older and she's about to like. She works at a, what do you call that? An auction house? Like an art gallery. An art gallery-like thing. And they're, um, they sold the mirror, and uh, they've covered it, and she was going to have it, like, shipped to her house. Or wrapped up so she could take it to her house. And uh, this is uh, the older chick and her brother, and they're, like, freaking out that stuff was happening. You know? Right? <laughs> and this is the mom. That's the mom. What's the point of these pictures, though? It's to tell random. people the story. That's the mom, and she's freaking out. Ah, this mirror makes me look old and crazy. You could just um, say, go to YouTube and, and watch the trailer for Oculus. And, and this is this is what idea. the chick sees, the mom sees in the mirror of herself. And then that's, that's the chick. She's got, like, uh, battery-powered lights all over the house because the electricity goes out. And then this is her taking pictures of stuff because she's scared. She's like crying and stuff. And this is the dad. I, I don't remember these people. Do you remember like, this? It's supposed to be like demon ghosts of the people that it, the mirror killed before. Do you remember seeing those people? I'm pretty sure so. I don't remember seeing those people. And that's the gun that he ended up dying getting shot with that gun. Right? Yeah. yeah, see, because the kid shoots the dad. But wait, wait. This is him as an adult holding the gun in his in his dream or in his remembrances and dreams. Yeah, because it happened. He was a little kid. Yeah. And this is the little girl and, the, and him as a little boy in the office there. Uh, I need to point some out, continuity error. Some of these books on the shelf, 
were newer than these kids are supposed to be old. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the books on the shelf are out, out of place. Because some of them you could tell. They're newer. Some of these books are newer. They could have been new at the time, but still older than them. Maybe. I don't know. And then this is the chick looking at the mirror. And this is them looking at the mirror. This is what's going on. That's the mirror. That's them looking at it at the art gallery, yeah? <sighs> um, no. So there's tags on it. Oh, I don't know. Auction house. Well, I don't think the brother was ever ever at the auction house. Yeah, I don't so. think so either. That must have been like a yeah, a dead plant. Promotional right photo. And then mom freaking out. And then the dad, um, oh, freaking out. And this is the director guy talking to the chicken, them and the little kids. And then the dad, um, he choked her out, but didn't kill her. Remember? Oh, okay. He put her in a triangle choke and choked her out. And she passed out. And he was like, don't make the spaghetti that way ever again, Dutch. Yeah, don't make the spaghetti <laughs> like that. Um, so, yeah. It's worth watching. Different artwork. Okay, so this is the... That was the artwork in in Mexico. This is the artwork in... Uh, doesn't say what country. Italy. That was from Italy. And this is from the United <sighs> United the United States and a bunch of other places. And this is the one from the United States also, I guess. Every country always does their own promotional stuff. From different. the Yeah. From the producers mm -hmm. Par Paranormal Activity and Insidious present Oculus. So yeah. Different countries had different uh versions of it or whatever. That's the this dog uh got away. Did the dog get away? Yeah, I believe so. The dog got yeah. away. He let her out of the house. The dog got away. So Alright, so worth watching. You you thought it was a good movie? Yeah, I'd watch it. I mean I will watch it again sooner <laughs> or later. Did we break it down well enough, you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we broke that down. All right, then. So uh, we'll just do the um, – oh, not that one, not that one. We'll end the show with trivia. Oh, snap. So the trivia question today was, in 2004, what was discovered on the island of Flores in Indonesia? And Shannon Woods gave the answer. I finally get to find out. The answer was remains of a hobbit-sized human. Aww. Small people, hobbit-sized people. Little people. Little people. Yeah. Were there any escalators? <laughs> me, no. I, me and Shannon were actually talking about that earlier. Your fear of midgets and escalators. Yeah, I have a fear of midgets <laughs> and escalators. When I was younger, I had my foot caught in an escalator. Did you? Yeah. I got pushed almost, down one. Almost got almost got eaten by an escalator. So <laughs> but uh, was it, did, it, did you get pushed by a midget? Or? No. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that was uh, that was the show. So uh, we'll go ahead and um, throw that on there. Oh, it says starting soon. We don't want it to say starting soon. So we'll take that off of there. Where does it say starting soon? Right here. All right. We're gonna run the closer now.
You've been wish- you've been listening to Married with Comedy with Jeff Onyx and Mrs. Onyx. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and Gizmo. Oh so, yeah. Boom. What did you throw?